All right, welcome to our Conversations podcast. I'm here with Jeff Stott and I'm Chris Creech and we are going to be talking through, uh, continuing to talk through the doctrine of Christ. And today we're talking about the resurrection of Christ. So when he came back from the dead and more specifically, we are talking about the evidence for that. Is this something that requires we go out on faith? Is this something we have evidence for? Is it a little bit of both? And so this should be fun, and we're going to be covering part one of that today. So let's do it. Okay, so when we're talking about the resurrection, uh, you know, there are some things about it. Okay, from a Christian's perspective, you know, we by faith believe it. Okay, so we, we believe the Bible. The Bible talks about it, so we believe it. Um, the, uh, but... It can be a little difficult to say if we were to go to court and try to bring evidences up, you know, of something that happened 2,000 years ago, you know. Uh, but there are some evidences that uh, I think are worth thinking about. And what we're going to end up doing is we're going to take a look at, in, in this uh, episode and in the next one, we're going to take a look at three categories of evidences. So, for example, we're going to take a look at the biblical evidence and just what does the Bible say about it. We're going to take a look at the uh, circumstantial evidence. Uh, these are some things that we just need to think about, you know, and, you know, they don't directly prove it, but they're circumstantial. So we're going to take a look at some of those. And then we're also going to take a look at a couple of historical evidences. In other words, we're going to take a look at some non-believers who were historians around the first century who made comments about the resurrection. And uh, so, I mean, they're not trying to prove anything. They're just stating stuff. And, and we're going to take a look at that as well. So we're going to take a look at the biblical evidence, circumstantial evidence, and historical evidence. So that's what we're going to try to wrestle with. Um, in the next couple of episodes. Um, okay, so before we get uh, into the details of the evidences of the resurrection of Christ, um, you know, I need to make something very clear. So the resurrection of Jesus is believed and understood only through the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, I mean, if a person doesn't want to believe it, they're not going to believe it, you know? And there is that, Chris already mentioned this a little bit, but there is, it does take faith. I mean, the bottom line, it, you have to trust God on this thing and believe that it actually happened. And uh, because, again, we're talking about something that happened 2,000 years ago. Um, now, many of those who actually saw Jesus alive after his resurrection even doubted. So you may doubt a little bit. So in Matthew 28, 17, uh, says about his disciples. Now, this is after the resurrection. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. So, you know, the Bible's very honest here that, you know, even though they were seeing Jesus, they were, you know, it's like, is this real? I mean, is that really him? Did he really die? You know, did he really come back to life? You know, was, was did something else happen here that was, you know, um, you know, did he fake it, trick it? Was this a great illusion, you know, magic act, you know? Um, but actually, but for some of them, uh, for many of them, for many people, though, uh, actually seeing the empty tomb did not convince 
them that Jesus resurrected from the dead. They had a lot of theories going on in their mind, which we can cover some other day. I, th well, I think we've already talked about the theories. I think so, yeah. But I, can't we already sure. I don't remember either. So if not, that might be right. another good conversation at right. some point. Um, now, some of you will hear these evidences of Jesus' resurrection and say, yes, that's correct. I believe it. While others will hear them and say, I don't know. I'm not convinced, you know, and that's okay. We all start somewhere with Jesus. So uh, just think through this and uh, let it encourage you, challenge you, you know, uh, uh, it'll probably generate a lot of questions if you haven't thought through this, if you're watching this for the first time or thinking about it for the first time. Um, and I want to tell you up front that, you know, we're going to give a lot of information. <laughs> and so um, we got a, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to think about. And, and when, to be honest with you, when we're done, we haven't covered them all. Okay. And there's a lot of good books out there that talk about it in great detail about the evidences of the resurrection. And, um, and we can recommend those as we go through all of this. And so, uh, so my goal in sharing the evidences of the resurrection of Jesus is to encourage and strengthen the body of Christ. And so uh, while giving truth that God can use in the lives of those who may be doubting. Okay. So I realize I'll be, I'll probably be talking to audience of probably primarily Christians, but there'll be some of you may not be, and you're just kind of thinking about it. Uh, and that's great. If you got any questions, reach out to Chris or me, we'd be glad to, uh, carry a conversation with you and try to answer the questions that you have uh, the best that we can. Um, all right. So before we get into the biblical evidence for Jesus' resurrection, Chris, you want to, you got any questions or comments or thoughts? Yeah, you, you were, you know, we were talking about uh, faith and evidence. And one, one really important thing is that I don't think, I don't think one necessarily negates the other, if that makes sense. I think, it's a kind of a false dichotomy to say you, you have faith or you have evidence. We can have both. And, and, you know, there are things in the Bible that require us to go out completely on faith. You know, there's some old Testament stories where, where miracles were, um, you know, where miracles happened where, I mean, and even in, in Jesus's miracles, but something happened and you absolutely have to go out on completely blind faith and say, okay, I guess that happened, you know? And, um, but there are parts of the Bible that give us evidence for different things. You know, it, it might say this miracle happened, but then it might give us evidence for it. And so needing, you know, needing evidence is not necessarily faith. You know, we do have to have faith uh, and not need evidence, but when the Bible gives us evidence, that's fine too. You know, if you, if you want to look at the evidence of the Bible and say this evidence the Bible gave helps me to have faith, okay. I mean, that's, that's fine. I don't think there's a, a problem there necessarily. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about evidence, um, and the resurrection and other things where that I completely believe based on the fact the Bible says it even. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, even, I mean yeah, like non-religious stuff. I mean, for example, right, right. so when I went to, uh, oh, a couple of years or so ago, I went to, took a, family vacation. We went to uh, Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And on the way there, we stopped at George Washington's house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you ever been there, by the way? I have not. Oh, man. I want to go back. 
that is a, I mean, if you like history and all that kind of stuff, we it's do. awesome. Yes, we do. Yeah. So anyway, you get, to, you get to go walk through the house, all that kind of stuff. And there's this one, you go upstairs and I mean, it's a big house. I mean, George Washington, you know, he owned a lot of land, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and, um, anyway, um, and there's a person standing, uh, at the end of the hallway and uh and they let you go up there and you can step right into the room and there's a barrier there where you can't just go all the way into the room and there's this bed and they say it's the actual bed i mean the the, the furniture most of the furniture is actually from his house it's not replicas i mean it's actually i it just blows my mind to think about this so anyway uh, and i'm standing there and uh the lady says uh this is the bed that George Washington slept in and died in. This is what, and I, and I was standing there thinking, I am in the room yeah. where he died. Now I completely believe that. Okay. Right, absolutely. You know, yeah. and so, uh, because I'm in his house, you know, here's a lady, they've done the research, you know, right. never met George Washington. It happened a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before yeah. I was born. And so, uh, uh, but this is, that's where he died. And so, yeah. uh, uh, and then you can go on out and then they have, they have a burial place out there, him and his wife, you know, and you can go see all that. But, uh, but you know, it's amazing how that is actually faith. I am mm -hmm. trusting what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, uh, and in the same way, this faith and evidence thing with, even with Jesus is the same way. So, I mean, we're going to, we're going to hear a lot of testimony from people that were from that time period, um, you know, and uh, we're going to hear some people that were not believers from that time period, you know, and, and help us mix faith and evidence together on this thing. And so, um, okay. Are we ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay. How, what to, how long we've we already gone already? Like seven, nine minutes. Okay, good. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So the first category of the evidence we're going to place in the category of biblical evidence. Okay. So, um, and to be honest with you, I've got about a dozen of these things. Okay. And this is not all of them. And we're just going to go through it and talk about it. And we're going to go for about 30 minutes and stop. And then we'll pick up there with our, with our uh, next podcast on this thing. So uh, the first biblical evidence uh, that we can talk about is uh, Jesus resurrection was prophesied. Okay. We're talking about biblical evidence. So in the old, you know, it is prophesied in the old Testament in advance. So roughly 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah promised that Jesus would be born into humble circumstances to live a simple life, die a brutal death, and then rise to take away our sins. So Back in Isaiah 53, you'll read it beginning around verse 8. Um, so you have even this prophecy that this event's going to happen. And uh, again, now you got to take that by faith. But it's interesting that uh, Isaiah, God led him to talk about this thing and he's pointing to it. So biblical evidence is, okay, so this is something that God's going to do. And he's letting people know in, a, in advance, this is what I'm going to do. By the way, which is kind of cool because, you know, okay, for you football fans out there, uh, I was having a conversation. Chris, I think it might have been you. Uh, Who about knows, Alabama. Man. Was I talking oh, to you yeah, about Alabama? Oh, yeah, about Saban and Alabama. 
Right. Yeah. So Saban and Alabama, they do this thing, and Chris, you were right. They run simple football. It is so frustrating. They do yeah. nothing but the basics, and they absolutely just crush everyone in their path. Right. And there are times where they are letting you know what they're about to do. I mean, everybody in the uh, stands and on TV knows what play they're about to run. And, uh, but they consistently, you know, succeed with it. I mean, so here's Nick Saban and his staff. They're basically saying, okay, here's what we're going to do in advance. See if you can stop us. Prove you can stop it or we're going to keep doing the same thing. Yeah, that's right. And so, and this is what's cool is that here God is saying through prophecy about Jesus, okay, all right, devil in the world, everybody, yep. here's what I'm going to do. Let's see if you can stop it, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, and obviously the devil couldn't, right. but uh, even though he tried. And so, uh, um, I mean, so God is very confident about what he's doing. I mean, you know, you can't, you can try to beat God, but you're not going to win. I mean, ask Jonah. Okay. So, uh, Another right. story that takes great faith to believe. Yes, it does. There you go, man. Eaten <laughs> I mean, by a big fish and spit up on land three days later. And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't know if this is true. I would say it is. But uh, those who study that kind of stuff and just the science behind being swallowed by a fish um, and talk about Jonah standing when he get to when he gets to Nineveh, he's supposed to, mm -hmm. you know, everybody notices they it's right. weird about him. They say because uh, why he was the acid bleached him out. That he was basically I'm like an albino. Okay. He was just I don't know if that's true or not, but the sign who know, man. This, you know, they, they say the fluids of the stomach, if you're in there for like three days, every how long it was, you know that it he'll start it'll start bleaching. Mm -hmm. And uh which if that's true I, it would, I, wanna, I would love to see what he actually looked yes, like. You know? I yeah. agree. All right, so the resurrection uh, of Jesus was prophesied. That's one biblical evidence you can lay on the table. A second one is Jesus predicted his, resurrect, uh, his resurrection. Mm -hmm. So on numerous occasions, Jesus plainly promised that he would die and rise three days later. So, the, again, the point is, is that, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay, here's how it's going to happen. This is, I mean, so this was pre-planned, premeditated uh, by God the Father, God the Son. This was not something that accidentally happened. Uh, this is a predetermined, premeditated, premeditated resurrection. And so, um, and you can see this prediction by Jesus in Matthew 12, beginning around verse 38. So, um, all right, so we're laying that on the table. Okay, this, this event is, is going to happen, uh, and eventually it does. Okay, so um, a, a third evidence uh, is the fact that Jesus died, okay? For there to be a legitimate resurrection, he had to die, okay? Does that make sense? Yes. I know that's simple. Yes, to come back from the dead, you have to actually go to being dead. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. The reason why this is evidence and the reason why this is important is because if he actually died, okay, that eliminates a lot of theories that have been floating around there for centuries. Like he didn't really die, you know, the swoon theory, the recovery theory, on and on it goes where he just had this appearance or faked his death or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So if you can prove that Jesus, the man, 
actually died, okay, then that eliminates a lot of theories out there. Yeah. And, so, yeah, and those ahead. theories, man, have been widely debunked. Right. Um, I mean, given any historical and medical evidence during a Roman crucifixion, there is, I mean, absolutely no way that Jesus did not die. And that's been, I mean, Christian books, even secular books have said, you know, first, Jesus was a real person. We have historical evidence for that. And, and now there's theories going around that Jesus wasn't even a real person. And it's like, no, nah, I mean, we have cross-referencing things between the Bible and history books that show, I mean, Jesus was a real person. He did exist. But then that, you know, secular books will even say, you know, yeah, he died. He was, he was killed on the cross as part of a Roman crucifixion. And the idea that the Romans did not kill him is absolutely bananas. Even if Jesus came off of the cross and was still alive, which is almost, I mean, or I would say certainly impossible, the fact that they put him in a tomb and he had, say, three days of blood loss after that, nope, he was dead. Well, okay. All right, so let's just let's let's walk through it a little bit. What he went through mm -hmm. sure. those last few hours. Okay, so first of all, you know he's arrested, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so he's beaten. All right, mm -hmm. uh, you know they put the crown of thorns on his head. He's bleeding. They pluck his beard out. They punch him. They spit on him. Uh, then they whip his back. You know, uh, and at this point, specifically, they whip his back thirty nine times. Right popular theory is because the Romans knew 40 would, would stand a good chance of killing him already. Right. Yeah. And many, and, and this is all documented, you can do your own research, but most of the time guys who were going through this type of crucifixion, um, they didn't make it to right. the cross. Right. You know, that were, they were going to be beaten and, and, and whipped right. and all that kind of stuff. And they, usually they were, they were dead or passed out. I mean, right. you know, because it lost so much blood. And mm -hmm. and by the way, that whole, okay, now, some of y'all may have seen some Jesus movies where Jesus is getting whipped, you know. Okay, the most brutal one is that Mel Gibson one, uh, yeah. Fashion. And yeah. um, um, I, that is probably the most realistic, but it's not realistic. Meaning, uh, okay, people who study the just the Roman crucifixion process, not just Jesus, but just the history of, of Roman crucifixions. Mm -hmm. um, when they would whip guys with those whips that had the bone and mm -hmm. metal in them and right. stuff and rocks and stuff, uh, it would really just rip their back to shreds to the point where you could see their internal organs from the back. That's, I mean, you're right. talking, it's we're not gone. talking surface surface issues. Yeah. We're not talking uh -huh. scratches, right? We're not talking just cuts. We're talking, mutilation of the back right okay so uh that's why that's a lot of these guys they will just bleed so much that they wouldn't even uh, make it to the actual crucifixion part so uh, all right so they put him on the cross they obviously nail his hands and feet and all that kind of stuff um all right so to ensure jesus was dead one of the things that the romans would do is they would thrust a uh spear into the side you know what i'm saying and it would penetrate the idea was it would go up and it would penetrate into the heart area and if the person was dead 
then what would flow out would be this separation of this water and blood. And the Bible mentions this. The reason it mentions it is because that is proof that he is actually dead. He's not faking this. And Romans were professionals at knowing when somebody's dead. And, uh, and for many of these guys, it was, I mean, they had to make sure they were dead not because if they didn't do their job right, you know, these Romans soldiers, they'd get in trouble, you know? Right. Well, uh, and I mean, you start looking at, um, you start looking at, okay, what are some ways you can die? Um, you know, and, and you look at things like shock or blood loss or not being able to breathe. And Jesus went through every one of those, um, you know, blood loss from the crown of thorns, the whips, um, even like you said, internal organ damage. Um, and then they broke his legs in the last few hours to make sure that he could not push himself up to breathe. And so, I mean, yeah, all that said, I mean, there's just no way that he was not dead. So. Yeah. And then, okay, let's just say, mm-hmm. let's say somehow he made it through all of that. Sure. And let's say he is just in a coma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sure. You're passed out. Yeah, yeah. And he's not dead. Let's just hypothetically go there. All right. So they take him down. Then these Joseph of Arimathea mm-hmm. and Nicodemus, they come along and they decide to prepare his body for burial. Okay, if you are still alive and they're, they're putting all these spices and wraps around you, mm-hmm. you are going to suffocate. Okay, this is a, not mummification, yeah. but they it's pretty are. pretty close, man. I mean, they wrap him. Right. You know, and, yeah. and when it's all said and done, there's about a uh, hundred pounds of right. cloth and spices right. on your body that's wrapped you up. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. and so you're going to have then, a hard time breathing, period. Yeah. And then either, either he has to wake up and move the stone or the disciples have to know the plan and come move the stone in front of two guards. I mean, and that's some of that circumstantial evidence that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Biblical and evidence, the, yeah. Well, think about it. Okay. You're the, say you're the Roman guard, right? They're bringing a body. You're going to make sure that it is who they say it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to check the body out. You, you know, they're going to do the, they're going to watch them do the whole spices mm-hmm. and barrel preparation, all that kind of stuff there. Right. You're going to make sure no shenanigans is going on here, mm-hmm. you know, cause their life and job is on the line. I mean, I mean, if they fail in their security areas of this, it's bad news. And that's why later on the Romans uh, guards are paid off. So anyway, right. because they knew that they're, they didn't, mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure the Roman guards, lied about what sure. would happen sure. blah 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 and so uh anyway they gave them the right to stay alive basically right. the roman guards did the authorities did for the roman guards mm-hmm. so anyway you got all this going on yep. they lay him in a cold tomb shut the door on it so he has no water no food mm-hmm. and um and then somehow he is supposed to come alive so i mean th- just the the statement one of the evidences of Jesus's resurrection is that Jesus died. Okay. So there's no fake, no trickery, no magic act here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're at, we're at about 21 minutes just so you know, but oh, also <laughs> the, <laughs> the idea 
that Jesus somehow, if he was still alive, he was walking around appearing to people yeah. and somehow made it through the amount of infections you would get right. in, in Roman times. Oh, no, no, yeah. man, you, no. he would be a walking infection. It just, yeah. anyway, so yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so, I mean, logically, yes. with, with even just an ounce yes. of reason, Yes. If we accept that Jesus was a real person and then yes. was crucified by the Romans. Right. You have to, have to accept that he died. Right. Uh, so if you, now, if you got to the point where you say, yes, he died. Yes. Then now you're going to, you're going to, now the, the rest of the evidence, mm -hmm. you're going to really struggle with if you don't believe. Right. Okay, it's okay to say, okay, God can prophesy that. I can accept mm -hmm. that. Okay, you sure? You know, people tell the future all the time, sure. you know. Sure. All right, so people die all the time. They go through the crucifixion. That's great. Yeah, I can believe that Jesus died on the cross. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the real evidence is going to start kicking in. And if you, don't, if, you, if you don't believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead, you're going to struggle yep. with everything else that you're about to hear. So... Um, uh, now again, we're talking about the ev biblical evidence of the resurrection of Jesus. So, um, the next evidence is the entire new Testament. Again, biblical evidence. Now, most people think of the Bible as one book. Now Christians, that's kind of how we see it. It's the book, you know, the good book, the Bible, God's book, God's word. Uh, but in reality, it is 66 books or letters. Okay. So the new Testament is the new Testament is made up of 27 individual letters. Now this is important here. Those letters are like 27 different testimonies for the resurrection of Jesus. That's really what it's like, even though one guy wrote about half of it. Um, so for example, when you're talking about evidence, you can you can bring Matthew up and say, Matthew, what do you got to say about this? Well, he's explained the whole, his testimony is the gospel of Matthew. Okay. Uh, Mark, the gospel of Mark. Luke, the gospel of Luke. John, the gospel of John. And then if you as you go through the other shorter letters, the epistles and all that other kind of stuff, you find that the resurrection shows up in just about every one of them. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so what you have is now the New Testament, it's just stacking the deck with one testimony after another in these letters saying that Jesus resurrected uh, from, from the dead. So you have the entire New Testament that claims all this. And, uh, and, they, and in some cases, it goes in great detail of what happened with the events and it named names that people could have followed up and investigated with. And obviously, the government could have debunked it pretty easy if it was easy to, de to debunk. Okay. But um, so the entire New Testament just says, yep, it happened. Yep, it happened. I was there. I was there. I was there. You know, I saw him. I saw him. And so... Uh, and that's hard to just throw away. Yeah. The, because, huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. Yeah, I was going to say, and there are some, uh, like non, some non-believers who are historians, and they still hold one of the historical documents that they go to mm -hmm. is the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Right, I mean, they right. still see that as, okay, 
you know, that's, they don't agree with everything in it, right. but they realize that those were actually written right. at the time or, you know, right after the resurrection of Jesus and uh, by legitimate people. This wasn't made up a hundred years later or 200 years later. Right. You know, uh, so uh, anyway, so we got the entire New Testament. All right. Yeah. What you, what, you got something? Um, first of all, that was, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend a book real quick. And I've, I've mentioned it before, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Qureshi. Okay. Um, absolutely incredible. And he goes through a lot of those theories of did Christ die and what are the, the counter theories and, um, did Christ actually come back from the dead and what are the counter theories? And, um, that was actually for him to, and I've mentioned it before he died, um, a couple years ago, I think at the age of like 35 or something of, of cancer. Um, Oh yeah. You mentioned before, yeah, I don't remember that. but he, he was a devout Muslim and attempting to stay a Muslim, but research Christ. And he said, okay, if I research Christ and I find, you know, these three things are true, then fine. I'll, you know, I'll convert. And in that process, I mean, he, he covers a lot of this evidence, but um, you know, if I'm telling a lie, absolutely the last thing I am going to do is say that over 500 people can, can uh, <laughs> testify to the fact that I'm lying or that I'm telling the truth. Right. Especially naming names and names were given for a lot of these people. Yeah. And, and if I'm telling a lie, I mean, I am not going to say, well, Jeff Stott was there. He saw me because. Uh, and if I, I wasn't I there. Right. I immediately make it harder yeah. to, to prove that I'm telling the truth. It, it becomes easier to debunk. Um, yeah. And, and I love this uh, Lee Strobel in his book, the case for Christ actually writes um if you were to call each one of these witnesses to a court of law to be cross-examined for just 15 minutes each and you went around the clock without a break 24 hour days it would take you from breakfast on monday until dinner on friday so 129 straight hours of 15 minute <laughs> testimony saying yes i saw jesus here's where and and that's just it's really hard to dismiss it is, um, you know, and, and I think most people have not thought through the evidence. Right. Absolutely. You know, or and I think if, if it's biblical evidence, they've said, well, that's just the Bible that's going right. to prove itself, which is true. The Bible is designed to prove itself. That's right. But yeah. But even if you, I think there's enough out there. If you set aside the Bible, and you start digging through the historical documents from around that time period, um, you, it's hard to get, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point, you know, you may say, uh, I don't know, but you will be, you'll at least walk away convinced that something significant happened mm -hmm. around the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus that obviously stood out to a lot of non-believer right. leaders. Right, absolutely. Who are writing about this stuff, and they, you know, would make comments about it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna look at one more, yep. and then we'll uh, one more uh, biblical evidence here. Yep. Then we'll uh, end this episode, and we'll pick up where we are next time. All right. So one more. Here we go. Uh, and this is an easy one. All right. Let's lay on the table. <laughs> Just the empty tomb. Yeah. Okay. We're assuming he died placing there, Roman guards, all that stuff going on. Uh, now, here's the deal. The empty tomb is significant as an evidence because 
if the opponents took the body, let's say like the Romans, if they took the body, all they had to do was produce it. Because that was one thought. The Romans took the body. Um, and the disciples could not have stolen the body because the Roman soldiers were guarding the tomb. They're not going to let that happen. Okay. The empty tomb, I think was an obvious proof of the resurrection. Okay. Because it's easy to say, well, here's the body. We got the body. We took the body. Somebody stole the body. We sold the body. Uh, but the Roman soldiers are not going to lose their life, you know, over, letting some Christians steal a body, you know, so they could have their heads, their own heads cut off because if they failed, because that Roman seal was on it, if you break it and the Roman guards allow something bad to happen, they're in trouble. And um, uh, so we get the empty, hope the empty tomb there. And we're actually going to come back to the empty tomb later because uh, one of the thoughts behind this tomb thing is, is that um, a lot of, famous people, prophets, even patriarchs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, for a long period of time, wherever they were buried, it became a shrine because their bones were still there. And, uh, but the tomb never became a shrine. And it's because the bones weren't there. There was nothing there. Um, but we're going we're gonna to come back to that next time. So, all right. So we've given you six biblical evidences so far uh we'll come back we're going to give you six more uh, next time and then we're going to uh talk about some uh circumstantial evidence and historical evidence yeah sounds good so we will yeah. see you guys in two weeks